Hi, and thanks for joining us on another episode of the Ipswich Basketball Podcast. I'm Rob Shatton, and today I have not one but two guests for you. We've got a long tradition at Ipswich Basketball Club of seeing sets of successful siblings make their way through the junior ranks, but few have achieved quite as much as Ethan and Mayer Price. While Mayer is an IBA graduate and following one year at Newcastle in the WBBL is now playing college basketball in the US, Ethan is about to enter his final year at the academy before hopefully taking the same journey stateside. We'll talk about aspirations for the future, as well as how they got into the game in the first place and what it's like having each other to talk to about it. You are now listening to the Ipswich Basketball Podcast. Mayor Price and Ethan Price, thank you very much for both joining us on the Ipswich Basketball Podcast. Hi, thanks for having us. Hello, Rob. How are you doing? How are you guys finding, um, obviously you guys are... Uh, locking down together so the first double interview we've had on the podcast what's it been like so far I mean it's been nice to be home but you know we're still learning to live with each other again I think it's quite intense kind of giving each other (laughs) space that uh space that they need I'd say I probably isolate myself the best out of the whole family (laughs) I I like to stay in my room and keep away from everyone but I'll come high and say say hi for like breakfast and lunch and stuff like that. But it's all right though. I think yeah, we we are very lucky because we have a garden and yeah, a nice house. So We've got it good. Yeah, good. Glad to hear it. It's, it must be nice, man, to have sort of occasional check-ins from him. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see him every now and then. <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's get straight into it then. What we've asked everybody as a first question so far is. What got you into basketball? And I guess for you guys, one of you probably got the other one into basketball. Yeah, so uh, growing up through school, I pretty much played like every sport possible. And then I think it was um, my, well, my school teacher obviously got me into basketball. And then we went to like Suffolk Youth Games, I think it was, where uh, Nick was there. He like spotted me, gave me a I don't know what he gave me, but said come to Centre of Excellence. I ended up going to Ipswich, like I think it was only once a week back then to do this training with Nick. And then from there, I just uh, worked my way into the club, really. Yeah, mine was all, May had been at Ipswich before I got there. And I was probably like under, it was probably like 10 or 11. And I remember always going along to like <clears throat> picking her up at training sessions and stuff and always being like, oh, I can't wait, can't wait to join join one of the teams next year or something. And I think my first year was, I think it was under 13s, but I was under 12. I was playing with like um, Ben Winter, Matt Sperlin. We had um, Adam Davies as our coach. So um, that was my first year, how I got into it. But I, I got into it through like uh, my school PE teacher as well, before, yeah. before that. Well, we both started off actually playing at Berry, And then we, well, like not properly, but mm. that's, yeah, we like wanted someone a bit higher level so we moved to Ipswich. Yeah, space <laughs> Thank you. So from there on obviously you go straight into the junior programme. You were both I think the tallest player in the academy at the time you've been there. Were you both that height when you started or has there been a Scotty Pippen style growth spurt at some point along the way? 
well for me i was i wasn't really i was pretty like a taller guard i was never like i was never the tallest on the team though i reckon i grew probably under 14s under 15s but i remember one year i probably grown from like i think under under 14s when we had noel lambert as our coach that's when i got my first first in-game dunk i think i grew from about six two to six five six six in like a seat one year maybe <laughs> Wow, I grew quite a lot in one year, but when I was like under twelve, thirteens, I I wasn't really that tall. I so I grew quite late. Yeah, I I was pretty much always just one of the tallest ones. I guess it's a bit different for girls, but um, I guess at like under sixteens and eighteens, we had um, Freya Cooney and Francis who were kind of up there with me. But yeah, I've definitely always been one of the taller ones. Yeah, I got to. 6-2 even when I was about 12-13 and I kept waiting for that next growth spurt. It's the only thing that's held me back, to be honest. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> Give us a quick recap of your junior careers then because both of you have pretty successful junior careers. Um, so, first year was with Adam Davies, like I said. We, um, we, had a, we had a really good team, actually. I think we made the playoffs. I think we got the final spot of the playoffs. I don't think we went very far, though, but that was, that was a really good that was tough, I think, as an under-12, but that was probably one of the best years that kind of shaped me into being the player I am today. And then we had a couple, uh, I did under-13 and 14s with Noel Lambert, and that's kind of like the generation of players that we have with the academy now, so like um, Ahmed, Danny, Troy, and stuff like that. And we made final fours under-13s. I think we went we went undefeated for our the regular season, won all our playoff games, then got to final fours and lost both of them. <laughs> By like we all lost both games by about four or five points to him oh, four, no. which was really annoying. And then under 15s, I was with Aaron McDonald, and I knew Aaron quite well because he was from Berry as well. That was a good year. And then obviously our under 16 season with Adam, where we basically scraped the playoffs, got the last seed. I think we lost the first five games of the season, and then somehow managed to get the last seed, um, and then beat beat like uh, the first seed in the north or the second seed actually and managed to make it to the final four somehow um, with the team that we had I don't really know how we did it but um, and then we lost we lost to Haringey uh, the first game in the final fours and then we beat Greenhouse Pioneers to basically come third in the country but for me that was one of my favourite teams to play in because it was like that was my first proper year of playing with like the generation of players that I played with, like all of my best mates that I've been playing with, and obviously we got Jacob, uh, one of my one of my favourite teammates. Um, we got him a few games into the season. He was a massive part of part of that whole thing for us being successful. But now nah, that was really good to kind of go from where we went went at the start of the season to finishing third. So yeah, and then after that season, I went to the academy and I'm playing senior men with you now, Rob. So you are, you are, Maya. Yeah. Yeah, um, I honestly don't have the best memory, but <laughs> okay. um, I remember under 16 having Catherine James as like my first like proper coach and like that team, I just remember like having the best time and that was so much fun and then obviously moving up, we had Adam as well. I think we had Adam in his first year of head coach actually. Think about under Yeah, under 18s. Uh, that was his first year of coach, so that was quite good having Adam and you know, getting to know him and him starting off his coaching career. So, yeah. I just want to, um, I forgot, obviously you said junior career. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Amy Linton because she was my first proper coach. Oh, Suffered yeah, Amy. Games. 
Yeah. I remember when my and ones for a training session. So. Yeah. And going to her summer camps. Yeah. Shout, shout out, out shout out. <laughs> so from there, obviously, you've both gone on to join Ipswich Basketball Academy. Um, Maya, that would have been four years ago that you joined, Ethan. You've just finished your second season. What's it been like watching IBA over, or being part of IBA over the last four years and seeing the development in the programme? Because it's expanded quite significantly in the last three or four years. Yeah, it's definitely changed because obviously my first year I was, that's when I was with like, um, I mean, Grace and it was there, Rory, um, Kayla Filler, like a lot of the other guys one year older than me but that was like the last year that there was quite a few people because the following year there was only really like a few of us there was like me Jess Baker Emily Baker and Ash and then there was people like Inez who was actually at like the college and was coming into play so it was definitely a lot smaller and it's definitely expanded since then because as Ethan mentioned it's it's got a lot bigger my experience with IBA Obviously, I joined last year, and we were kind of like I, I joined as May was leaving, and we kind of had like it was our like class of twenty twenty one, I guess what it is. So basically, everyone coming into that season, we basically had a whole academy of first years, um, and obviously the girls team had gone to final fours as well with that with us that previous like a few months ago, basically. So we kind of knew them quite well, and the boys and girls team got on quite well. So coming, I think everyone was really excited because obviously you go to school with each other. You play, basically basically living your lives together because you're spending every day together, even the weekends and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was big as well because we had loads of we had loads and loads of kids staying at host families from other other places like um, James Turner from Hull and Becky from Manchester and stuff like that. So we do have a lot of outsiders, but I mean. They've, they've come into and been really good so yeah but no it's been a really positive experience for me and each of you have had the opportunity alongside that to play for the senior teams at the club as well um i have had the pleasure of coaching both of you albeit one of you quite briefly mm -hmm. in that platform but how have you found the experience of playing senior basketball for ipswich for me i i really like it from when going from under 16s to men's for me it was like a I didn't. I obviously I didn't really know what to expect, and looking back on it, I didn't really know much about the structure of like the senior stuff because obviously of Div, Div One, Div Two. I kind of just went into every game and kind of just knew that that was the most important thing to focus on. I didn't, wasn't really thinking much about where to finish or anything like that because I didn't really know much about it. But obviously, we had quite a senior team last year, Rob, and we had John as our coach. Um, but me, Veron and Ben, I think we were I think we all were in the starting lineup the first game. So we did have quite a young team, but we had a lot of seniors on the bench as well compared to this year. That first year was quite was quite tough, kind of finding finding a role. Obviously it's a lot different to junior basketball. The physicality is a lot different. So kind of using my skills instead of my height and strength over players. But there were highlights of the year. Obviously, we didn't finish with the best record, but like for me, the Patriots Cup final was really good. Kind of looking back on it, and obviously the team we played were good, and they had ex-professional basketball players and stuff like that. I think that gave me quite a lot of confidence going into the next next season or just the next few games, knowing that I can can play against these guys and stuff like that. Um, and then obviously, Adam got appointed as head coach. That was nice. It was like a fresh fresh start for the next year. Didn't really know what to expect. Thought we. We're going to come in with a really young team. Um, and then obviously Luke and Jake 
join near to the start of the season, which was for me was really cool because I didn't know either of them. You kind of just know them as Jake and Luke, the kind of guys that have always been older than you and played above you. Because I remember being like under 12, 13 and going to men's games and watching Luke play. Sure. Um, and I didn't really know what to think, think of him. Not in a bad way, I just didn't really know the guy. But getting to know him, Luke's probably one of my, one of my closest mates on that team. I really like him. Uh, Steve as well. Steve's, Steve's always been there for me. He always got the good advice. And I don't know a person that doesn't like him, even with his strong opinions about game changers. Um, but no, this season, obviously, I feel like within the, within the team, I feel like we knew that we could have done slightly better. But obviously, from what we what from what happened last year, and I think with the goal that we had at the end of the year, I think we we did all right. We did all right, yeah. Yeah, for me, obviously, it was amazing having that undefeated season as well with the girls and Nick. The thing that was special with that it was just like all of us had grown up through the club and from Suffolk and you know Has Ash, Danny, Jess, Grace, all of that. The thing I miss about. Uh, Ipswich is the family, the crowd, the community and that game against Essex really showed that as well like even though we were what 14 points down and a half like the crowd carried us through that game and kept us going so that is one thing I would say I miss about Ipswich. So I think Ethan mentioned um, obviously the the difference in the step up because you both made the step up to junior basketball at the age of 16 or 17, I guess, May, your first year in the academy would have been the year that we didn't have a women's team. But um, what's it like as inside players? I mean, you both play post positions at the moment. I know you both got broader skill sets than that, but that tended to be where you play for Ipswich. What's it like trying to go from guarding 15, 16-year-olds to potentially guarding, you know, a 30, 35-year-old who's been playing basketball for 20 years and has X number of tricks, even if they're not the most athletic? For me, I think obviously physicality between boys and men's is a lot different to girls and women's. But for me, it's more like I learned this playing Euros as well. Obviously, I'm playing guys my own age, but they're a lot like the, the bigs of Euros were a lot, lot bigger and stronger than anyone that I played at men's level this year. But it's more like um, you, if you're not strong enough, you're not going to outmuscle them. So just don't try. Like, there's no point in trying. Um, you're for me personally. Obviously, I've got the I've got the high advantage over most players, but for me, it's just using your body like correctly, your positioning and stuff like that. Because if there's a guy who's I don't know six five, six six, six seven, there's no point in me trying to outmuscle him. I might as well just either get in front of him or use my arms and my height to basically just give my put myself in an advantage instead of give him the advantage. Because I I learn from experience if you just try and outmuscle them, then it basically gives them the advantage and they know what they're, what what to do basically that that's and on offense as well it's more like my aim's been like being able to have more overall post game instead of just backing people down because you can't really um having kind of like that turnaround jump shot from mid like mid post area and so that's something I'm working on but just having like the all round skill set that you that you need instead of just being big and strong well, I was never really like the big, the muscly. Obviously, I was just skinny and long. <laughs> so I kind of had to use that as my advantage rather than up against, you know, the the bigger, stronger 35-year-olds. So I had used my speed against them to get in front of them and, you know, try and stay low. And it was definitely um, 
harder to be more physical but you kind of just adjust to it and use your strengths I guess. Mayor, I have to ask you a question about this actually you mentioned being skinny and long those were your words. Yes. <laughs> I remember watching an under 16 playoff game at the Amici Centre in Manchester when mm-hmm. I think you would have been a year young playing with Catherine and yeah. you must have had about 20 offensive rebounds in that game. Is rebounding always something that you found you've had a special knack for or is it something that you've worked on? Because it's something that I've noticed consistently through your Ipswich career. Well, firstly, I never really, um, I was never really the scorer of the team. I was never really, so like I, I used rebounding as like, that was my role. Like if I'm not going to be scoring all these points, like I'm going to get like every rebound or I'm going to box out every play, I'm going to go for it sort of thing. So I used that as like my, that was just, I saw it as like my job, if you get what I mean, like this is what I'm going to do. So I kind of used it like that. And obviously being tall it definitely helped me, being long helped me. So <laughs> that was just a bonus, I guess. <laughs> and it probably played a part, I would imagine, in the amount of interest that you received after you left IBA. So um, you have played for two universities uh, in your first two years of university career. Yeah. Um, just tell us a little bit about the first year. So the first year I went to Northumbria University in Newcastle. I, after my second year of IBA, I was really, I was never really a confident person or player in general. So I was like, you know what, America isn't for me. I'm going to, I'm going to go to university. I'm going to play WBBL and kind of, I like my intention was to stay at university in England for the whole four years. But um, after going and playing at the WBBL at that, at that higher level and playing and training with players who have already been to America, have already had that experience, who are that, um, you know, who are better and training and playing with them and getting advice from them. They were like, it was literally the best experience of my life. You should go like you've improved so much already, all of this. So then towards the end of the year, I was, I talked to my coach, Chris Bunton. And I was like, yeah, coach, I think I want to go to America. But um, by that time, it was kind of quite late into the year. So I didn't go through like the typical recruitment process of like emailing 100 coaches and then seeing who replies and sending out stuff. Like the only, I only looked at two universities, actually. I looked at Barry University in Miami, where Ashley Pink is at. And uh, obviously Eckerd College, where I'm at now, where my coach, Chris, um, got me in contact with and then they obviously liked the look, to, look of me and looked, got me out to visit and all of that. So um, that was an amazing experience in itself, uh, but obviously not the typical. So yeah, then I ended up going to Eco College where I'm at now and I've had one year there so far. I've had the best time of my life and I'm so glad I went. Yeah, I do not regret going whatsoever. So for people who might not be aware, obviously you... I'm sure you didn't factor location in at all uh, when choosing where to play, but you are living on the beautiful Floridian West Coast yeah, um, in a sort of subtropical climate and enjoying some wonderful weather all year. Yeah. What, what, you know, what was the appeal of going to Eckerd College in, in St. Petersburg? I mean, the campus in itself is absolutely amazing. We have a beach on campus. It is a small college, but that's that's my preference, that's what I like, so um, that was perfect for me. The coaches are amazing, they're so nice, and just great coaches in general, and just 
all the players I met were lovely and their, their um, programme in itself is amazing too. So there was really nothing to not like about it. <laughs> and Ethan, you're just getting started on this journey, I suppose, in this past season. How have you found the process of trying to kind of communicate with coaches in the US and going through that whole recruitment process this year? Well, yeah, I'm probably, I've, I'd say I only properly started it, um, like, whilst lockdown started, like, properly taking it. Obviously, I talked to schools throughout the year, but I, I found it quite hard to focus on the season and winning games and stuff like that whilst talking to loads, loads and loads of coaches. So, yeah, me, me and Nick obviously obviously talked and we were like, um, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to pick up a bit more. I think Nick reached out to a few more colleges and stuff like that. So I've been talking to quite quite a few colleges and I've phone calls and stuff like that. So it's probably picked up and I've got one offer since lockdown. But um yeah, it's starting to pick up properly now. So but it's gonna be weird because obviously I wanna be able to preferably take take visits and stuff like that and commit by November preferably, but obviously the whole pandemic that's going on, you don't really know if you're gonna be able to do it in November or April or you don't really know when you're going to be able to visit. So, and obviously that's a big aspect of it. So. But yeah, it's going good. And there was one, there seemed to be one play in particular that, that kind of accelerated the whole process for you. Everyone's probably seen this highlight three or four times now, but just tell me about that dunk. It was, um, I don't know, it was probably fourth quarter. We were playing Baswick down Brighton. I don't know, I got the, I think I got the rebound. And for for me, the one thing Nick had been you know, talking to me about or coaching kind of in games throughout the year was like, get it. And so jogging up the court or looking to pass, he was just like, get it and just go, just go straight to the hoop. So I remember get, getting the ball off off the backboard and I was I was dribbling it down and I dribbled just past Nick and he, he goes, just go for it, just go for it. <laughs> and I look at the guys marking me. The guys marking me is like, um, probably the other tallest guy in the ABA actually, is some 6'10 guy. So I come down. Do do my do my Spanish crossover that I've been working on, you know, send the guy middle, and then I remember just taking my two steps and just jumping, and I went into I went into one of the Baswick guards, and I remember going into him, and he kind of like just lifted lifted up a bit more and a bit more, and I was like, oh right, I'm like looking into the hoop, I'm, like looking, I'm looking down into the hoop as I'm dunking it. And I dunk it, <laughs> and I run back, and I'm thinking like, "What's happened?" And I, and I look over the bed, start. I just start laughing at like, "I'm like, what's happened?" Like, just got my head above the rim. But yeah, so that was quite a funny experience. But no, it was quite funny on the. the it was, I don't know. It's quite good. And then we went. I think that game was before um, Christmas, so we went out for like an IBA meal afterwards. Nick, Nick got the got the highlight up on the on his phone whilst we were eating food but yeah it was that's pretty cool though like being that high I don't think I've ever been that high in the air before so that's cool <laughs> I haven't I certainly haven't been that high in the air for some time <laughs> right. I don't know I suppose it'd be the last time I was in a plane that I got anywhere more than a foot <laughs> off the floor so you've obviously got one more season in the UK yeah uh, before you look to make a decision and go somewhere in the US is there anything in particular you want to achieve in your last year at IBA? Well, for me, obviously, this year of the academy, we 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 did really well. We came, we finished in top four. Um, but for me, being being able to um, win the EABL 
with the team we have next year. Obviously, we've got Moyer coming back. I'm really, really excited to play with him. Obviously, him and Jacob. Um, we basically got a similar team. Obviously, we've got a lot of younger guys coming in. But for me, being able to being able to go to the ABL final and win the ABL with that team would be like the ultimate goal for me. And then with the seniors, obviously, we don't know what the situation is next year with players and stuff like that. But being able to basically win Div, I feel like we have the we have the pieces to win Div two, and just go as far as we can with that. But it's become more consistent. And for me personally, just also grow up as a person. I think this extra year is going to help me become become ready for going to America. Obviously, take look after my body, make sure I'm make sure I'm ready for when I need to go out there. But yeah, no, the ultimate goal is obviously to win, just to win. So yeah. And what are you guys managing to do during lockdown to stay healthy? Are you guys managing to exercise much? Yeah, I've been sent uh, workout programs from my college, so I've been doing those. We've been working out as family and just pretty much doing as much as we can in what we have. I'm doing the same. I'm not getting. Well, obviously, we've got. We've got basketball workouts that we've got on video. It's hard sometimes because we can shoot in the garden, but we don't can't really bounce basketball on the grass. It just doesn't really work. So we're shooting and stuff. But for me, I've got like um, I found I found like uh, exercises that I can do um, at home. I'm doing a lot of body body weight stuff because we haven't got we've got weights, but they're not the best stuff. But just kind of making sure I do something every day to so I don't get behind. And I mean, now's the best time to optimize. Focus on your body because there's not much else you can do. So yeah, should just stay in shape. I'm guessing eventually shooting on the hoop outside gets a bit competitive. It's yeah, not, it's not really no. a competition. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when you have a six-ten <laughs> brother, there's not really much no, you can like, do. Like shooting, shooting. Oh okay. Oh yeah, shooting. Oh, May was right. Actually, I yeah. shot a lot better than you the other day. Yeah, May's come back and she can shoot threes now. So yeah, it is getting competitive. I've improved my game. And talking about things that you can do together in basketball, you had a pretty special time last summer when you were both selected to represent GB in the same summer. That must have been quite a thrill. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I represented the under-20s. We went to Kosovo for our tournament, ended up coming fourth. Um, but yeah, that was an amazing experience as well to do that like at the same time as Ethan and... You know, we both have the same number on our jerseys as well, which is quite funny. Well, I played for GB Under-18s. We went to Greece um, as Dive, so basically the best European players in Europe. It was my first ever time playing for GB. I think I was the only guy on the team who hadn't played for any national, national league thing. Yet all of them had been involved with 16s or 18s the year before. It was my first proper. Ex- I think it, for me, it was my first proper experience of like what it's gonna, what it's like to t- be almost be a professional athlete for that time period we were with them. Everything you do has to relate back to putting basketball as a priority. Alan Keane was the coach. I like. I I really like him. He's 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 a nice guy. I still talk to him today. But yeah, it was fun because I kind of got to play with. For me, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was standout junior. Um, so seeing like the guys that were a year above me school year wise they'd already played for GB and playing with people like Ron who I'd been playing with throughout my whole junior career at Twitch to kind of like sum up everything that I'd been working towards that was kind of like that was kind of like the the, the massive goal for me and I felt like I'd I'd achieved something that I'd been working towards and obviously a lot of kids will get to experience it earlier 
because most of the time if you're involved GB you're kind of involved in that throughout the whole junior stuff but I was I was late to it so um, but better late than never but yeah it was really positive we finished we finished eighth so we stayed in Deve for next year but we beat, we did beat Serbia in the group stage we won it the year before so that was massive and um, we also beat Montenegro by about 15 to confirm our spot in the top eight and that was a really good game so yeah but no, it was a really good, positive experience for me. The um, the summer for me as well with GB was great preparation for me before going off to the States as well because that was like the summer and then I had, what, one or two days at home I think it was and then I went straight off to America. So that was like pretty intense period for me. You know, going, I was in Kosovo for however long, playing at this level, come home for one or two days and off I go. So, but that was like great preparation for me before going. Was there a point where, for both of you really, um, where you thought maybe that might be something that didn't happen in terms of international representation? Because Ethan, like you say, it, it does tend to be that there's a group of players identified quite early yeah. and those are then the ones who are carried through the system because obviously they've had the extra developmental opportunity. I suppose it's another leg up. Uh, was there a point where you thought maybe it wouldn't happen? Um, for me, it wasn't really like, I think throughout my career, it wasn't like, oh, I need to make GB team. For me, it was like, every time I got on court, I'd just prove a point. So like, even if we're playing against someone who had been recognised, so say say we're in a game for under 16s or especially last year, because obviously we basically have all the top players in the ABL. It was more like, for me, it wasn't like, oh, am I going to play for GB? I was like, right, let's go out and prove a point that I'm better than whoever this GB player is that we're playing against in this team or just stuff like that. But I wouldn't really say I ever doubted myself to not play him because I knew that I still had, what, under 18 one year and then two years under 20. So I wouldn't really ever say that was I was doubtful of myself. I just didn't really think about it that much. I just basically just focused on getting better each day and trying to prove a point when I played against better players. Yeah, I'd agree. Like, I kind of just took the opportunity as it came. I saw it as, like, I didn't really worry about, like, not making the team. I kind of just came to every camp, every training session. I'm like, okay, I all I can do is, like, my best. All I'm going to do is, like, work as hard as I can. And then if that's enough to make the team, then that's amazing. And if not, then at least I know I've tried the best like, I can. And... I think if you worry about it too much, then it's gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think if you think about that stuff too much, you lose sight of what you're actually working towards. As long as you know that you've come into every like training session or whatever you're going to do, and you're like, right, I've worked, worked as hard as I can today. I've got something out today. I've got better. I think that's the best attitude to go in with. Because then, at the end of the day, at least you're maximising your potential. And yeah. if that isn't good enough to make a GB team, or if that is good enough, then you got to live with it. So. But as long as you know you work, come in and work as hard as you can, I don't really think you can do much more. So you've both played for Ipswich. You've had the opportunity to play on things like Hoops Fix teams. Uh, you've played international basketball, May. You've been off to college. Do either of you have a favourite teammate? Oh. oh. <laughs> Can't be asking us that kind of question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because obviously with the men and the academy, it's like, two completely different like things you want out of a teammate okay so I'm gonna say, gonna I'll go for men okay I'll go for men for men this year it's gotta be Steve Hemmings 
sorry. Just he's just I don't know. He's just a guy. He knows he knows everything to say in certain situations. Even if he's wrong, he just does it with confidence. He gives you that confidence to go and do it. Um, he's good at life advice. He's uh, done a lot of things for me. Went and played at the Pro Classic last summer. Yeah, and I he's kind of like he reminds me a bit of Mayer. Sometimes when he plays, he he kind of like. He knows what his role is to do on the team and he just does it really well. He's the best player on the men's team at doing their role. And that's why he's in the starting lineup. Plus, he's an absolute three point shooter. Like, he's, well, you have to ask him himself. But he's my favourite teammate for the men's team, definitely. Uh, Luke, Luke Masquerite's up there as well. Just give him a shout out because I love Luke. And then for Academy, I'd say Moyo, even though I didn't play with him this year, um, I was injured when he played his couple games. And then obviously he was injured when I came back. Oh, but even from the sideline, and I feel like we can, we kind of have the same aspirations of basketball, and we kind of know, like, I feel like we have a very similar mindset. So, yeah, I'd say him, and he's he's probably the hardest work, one of the hardest working guys I know, and his whole recovery process and stuff like that, I'm really, really looking forward to playing with him next year. So, yeah, probably my... Okay, mine is Ashley Pink. It's got to be, really. I've played with her my whole... Basketball career, I used to play football with her before that. Just playing with her, we have, you know, we just have that connection with someone. She'd always find me with a little dimes and it was just amazing playing with her. I love playing with her. It's weird to play against her now. That's, that's yeah, that's one thing I can tell you. It's so weird playing against her. But no, she's got to be the best teammate. But shout out to Harriet Wellham, the GOAT. I mean, you're right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Eckerd and Barry Universities are in the same conference. You guys had a couple of times to play against each other this season. We did, yeah. But we beat, like? we beat them both, so both times. Uh, it's, it's just, I don't know, like when you've played with someone your whole life and then you go to playing against them and market, like I remember standing next to her in, um, in a free throw once and having to box her out or like, she was, she was looking like she was breathing pretty heavy. I was like, you might actually a bit tired. Yeah. It's just like, it's just so weird. Like, it's so hard to explain. It just doesn't feel normal at all. Um, can, I, can I give a shout out? Obviously, you were talking about teammates. Oh, no. um, I'll give a shout out to Luca Beadle. I don't think many people will know him from Ipswich, but basically I went to school with him like year 9, 10, 11. We played on the school, school team together. But he was always like, um, he lived near me. So he used to always go to like the local, uh, the local sports centre. We used to have some intense one-on-ones. <laughs> so if he's listening, uh, shout out to Luca because he used to, you know, he got me better. So he's a good teammate as well. Ethan, you've had a similar experience this year because um, you had to face Veron a couple of times for barking. Yeah, that was um, that was interesting. Obviously, I played with Veron since well, my whole junior career, and then we came to the academy together. Obviously, he's kind of. When we played under-14s, he played under-16s. And when I was under-16s, he was um, in Italy. So we've had quite a... Obviously, we played juniors together, but he had a couple of years where we weren't actually playing together. And then we had our first year at the academy together. I think that first year for for us, like me, Ben and Veron, was quite annoying because we felt like with the team that we had, we should have made the playoffs and we finished. I think we lost out on the playoffs spot by like one, one game. But yeah, him obviously going to Barking was a massive, massive change. So we had to adjust quite quickly. Um, I think we came together as a team, but playing against him was really weird, yeah, because obviously you've known the guy and you're turning up to away games. And obviously the first home game that we played against them, I, I wasn't playing, I was injured. So obviously seeing him 
seeing him, seeing Ahmed mark him, and obviously them two have been better friends since year seven. That was really weird. And then we went and played them, played them away. Um, and I think the I think the first player hit three in his face, so I probably remember that. But no, that was that was a fun experience playing against Ferran. Yeah, weird though, but yeah, it was good. Mayor, what's the step up been like from playing in England to playing in the US, both on the court and off the court as well? Because I'm aware that they're probably both as, as much of a difference. Yeah. In America, it's, you're a lot more mentally like invested in... Um, just like... Because I've obviously moved there for basketball and that is what I'm there for. So it's a lot more intense. The, um, the pace of the game is a lot faster. And I've had to... I've improved so much this year though, just I've had to adjust and get more physical. Like before I was like making a layup and like fading away from the basket, like not intentionally, but like I feel like that's just a European thing. So um, I've worked with my coach and like going towards the backboard and like going into the contact rather than avoiding it. My post game's improved. My shooting has definitely improved. I've become more versatile and like shooting from the three more. But it's definitely more intense. I'm playing with like a whole like international squad. It's crazy. I have like a girl from New Zealand, Sweden, Spain, obviously all the Americans. So it's it's like you're getting experience from all over the world and different styles of play. So it's it's really cool to play with actually. But yeah, I'd say the main difference is uh, pace and intensity. So yeah. And Ethan, for you, probably the best opportunity you've had so far to play with players from different clubs would be I guess either international level or when you've been competing at Den Camp? Yeah, so obviously with G B we're all in the same team and you play against we play with sorry, and even when you're at training, but you play with guys that you've played with throughout like England and stuff like that. And you have a couple of guys that come back from the US who've gone to high school there. Um but Den Camp was Den Camp was really, really good because it was just we basically just went played and just went at each other. Um We'd have like we'd have like skill session and stuff in the morning, but you play game. I think you play I don't know three or four games throughout the day, and obviously this teams get selected by. So basically, you just have loads of coaches from out for throughout the UK. So you get to experience that. I had um, Mark Jerram, who was the assistant for GB, so I knew him already. Um, but he's a really good coach. Really like him, and I actually got to play with Moyo. Moyo was on my Denkamp team before he um, moved to England, but. Ipswich. Ipswich, sorry. <laughs> Ipswich. Yeah, but um if you ask him he didn't he, he he didn't play as well as he wanted to. But um but no that was cool. But yeah, you get to obviously compete with people from different clubs, you know their you get to learn their strengths and weaknesses and you get to play against other people. But I mean the overall aim is to basically put yourself in the best best possibility. But I think the best attitude to take going into that is just a just to play as hard as the best you can to us you because don't worry about where you get ranked or anything like that because that would take care of itself. But yeah, that was really that was really that was so much fun as well. That was probably one of my favourite things last summer to do. My final question, I guess. Have either of you thought about how far you want to go with basketball? Have you got an ultimate aim? At the moment, I think I want to go pro after college, whether that be in Europe or Australia or something. Yeah, so probably professional or I could come back and get my Masters here and play pro in England, but probably overseas somewhere. We'll see. Um, for me, it's the same. Kind of like do uh, go to college for four years, get a degree at the end of it. 
and then basically just play professional somewhere, whether that be like say like May, like Europe, England, New Zealand, Australia, anything like that. Basically just know just know within myself that I've maximised my potential as a player and made use of everything every yeah. resource and everything that I've got. Um and just see where it takes me. But play for as long as we can. Yeah. And be able to be able to basically play basketball as a living and not be able to not have to do anything else to make enough money out of it. So that's the end, that's the end goal for me. And do you talk to each other much about basketball? Do you discuss, I don't know, anything really from the lifestyle to individual plays or experiences? Yeah, no, I think we do quite a lot. It's not, I wouldn't say we sit down and... Analyse. Yeah, analyse it. But yeah, I, I wouldn't say, you don't really watch the NBA much, do you? So you don't really talk about yeah. that. But like, but yeah, I'd say we can relate to things as well because obviously a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, May has already done to like, Great Britain last summer. Mayor's already done it uh, two years before. She's doing it at the same time. So we can relate to stuff like that. Yeah, um, or we'll talk about our own game, I guess. Like, if I need help, like over summer, we went to the sports centre and just did like post stuff. And Ethan would, he'd, <laughs> he'd basically coach me and be like, you need to do this or improve that sort of thing. So like, or even after, if I, if I have a game, I can always like call Ethan up and be like, what do I need to do to like, get better or what did I do bad sort of thing but but we're honest with each other as well yeah. it's good because right. sometimes you just need someone to tell you how it is yeah for sure well it's great to hear that you're in each other's corners and you've both still hopefully got a very long time to play the game so I'm sure there'll be many more of those chats to come along the years yeah definitely mm -hmm. guys thank you both very much for joining the podcast it's been really great talking to you and um, hopefully we'll get to see each other soon um, at least Ethan I guess Maya you'll be heading back to the US at such time as you get told that you're allowed to. Yeah. <sighs> thank you, Rob. Yeah, thanks can for we, having us. Can I give one extra shout out? Go on. Uh, shout out to uh, Ed Shepherd and uh, Harvey Williams because they asked me to shout them out. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's got fans now. Yeah. But thanks for having us anyway. Yeah, thank you. No problem, guys. Thanks very much for talking to us. Thank All right, you. bye. bye, -bye.